the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You are in the eye of the hurricane. The official podcast of Manatee Hurricanes football with your host, Chad Choke. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of In the Eye of the Hurricane uh, with our head football coach, Jacquez Green. I'm your host, Chad Choate. We want to thank you for joining us this week as we talk everything Manatee Hurricane football. Uh, and this is our first one of the year. Uh, unfortunately, didn't have a game last week. is is uh, uh, canceled because of some quarantine issues. But uh, I am joined for the first time and will be joined for the next, hopefully, 15 weeks, 16 weeks, <laughs> whatever it takes us to the state championship, uh, by head coach uh, Jacquez Green. Coach, thank you for joining us. Welcome. I uh, appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. So we don't have anything to talk about from from last week. No game, unfortunately. Um, but but tell me a little bit about. Uh, let's go the off season first. How the off season go um, from from transitioning to you know you coming on board, some new coaches coming on board, um, getting guys in the weight room. And I know off season uh, is a big time to, to really develop the guys install have guys really getting get to know each other um you know how was how was that tell us a little bit about uh how that went you know maybe what was the schedule like with the off season uh we had a good off season i think we had a very high participation though we averaged at least 80 85 uh players each day uh we came in at eight in the morning and uh, we lived and we watched film and went on the field and did a little um field work so I think um, we're probably further ahead. This we were further ahead before we started getting the thunderstorms and stuff in than we were in uh, previous years. Because last year we had the COVID issues last year, and the year before I had just got in town as the offense coordinator. So uh, we're further ahead. Uh, there are a lot of guys who kind of have a great understanding of what we do offensively and defensively, and we got a lot of uh, key and core guys back on, on, on both sides of the football. Uh, combine that with some young talent. I think we have a very talented sophomore class. It's about 39 guys in our sophomore class. So. We have a good combination of uh, experience and, and guys, younger guys with talent. So, you know, off season typically you got some some weights and stuff like that. Then you go and maybe do some field work, some seven on seven. I know the weight program, uh, new offensive line coach uh, Brian Lane comes in and does the weight program. Uh, you excited about that that transition? I know that that I've heard some some great things about him in the weight room and the energy, uh, the competition, the guys, you know, camaraderie with the guys. Did you see that in the all season this year? Yes, uh, Coach Lang is an excellent coach. You know, he's an offensive line guy. He's a weight um, training, conditioning type guy. Um, he's the first guy I hired when I took the head job. You know, I knew I had to get a guy who can coach the offensive line as well as run the weight room. Uh, he's done a good job. Uh, the kids love him. They, they're excited. Uh, our linemen play a lot harder up front. Um, so hopefully that can continue over to tomorrow night. You know, hopefully we can move guys off the line of scrimmage, and uh, I think we're gonna get better uh, as we go through the season because uh, Coach Lane, type of coach that demands it, and he pushes our guys to play hard so they can play up front. What's one thing that I think we could we, we you'll probably agree with? We didn't have last year, unfortunately, with COVID and the situation. We didn't have weight room during the school year, uh, and you know, as 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 you go on during the season, that that can play a major part in. 
um, you know, continuing to grow, continuing to get bigger, stronger. We didn't have spring last year. Um, and so I think that's huge to get that class back and get Coach Lane in there coaching that guys and having those guys in there. Yeah, we, we actually got the weight room class back in school this year, you know, first, second, and third period. Uh, we was the only team from what I hear, I could be wrong, that didn't get to lift weights last year during the football season. Uh, when I heard, a lot of other teams in the area still was lifting weights during the season. So we missed weights in the springtime. We missed weights during the season. And my freshman class never had a chance to lift weights last year as freshmen. So uh, their first time really hitting the weights was this summer. So we was behind, but I think we did a good job this summer. We, we lift every day this summer so on Friday. So um, kids enjoyed it. And that's one thing about you know, lifting weights. When your kids start enjoying lifting weights, that's only going to help the program. Absolutely. Yeah, the atmosphere is important. Mm-hmm. It also is nice. Not every I don't know if everybody has seen Coach Lane. But uh, the stature, he's a big dude. And so it's nice to have that, you know, a little bit of uh, intimidation factor. Uh, guys are going to want to make sure they're doing the right thing and not get on, on Coach Lane's bad side. Um, but so as we transition into the year here, obviously before we start talking about what we're going to look like and uh, and go over prep our first, our first uh, opponent this year, what does it do, you know, the feeling? And, and I remember coaching that when you miss games, you just feel kind of a little out of whack, out of loop. Uh, did it help? Sometimes it helps maybe if we're injured to get healthy, to miss games sometimes. But, uh, you know, last Friday, do you feel like we're a little bit behind or we, we okay with missing that, that game? I feel behind, but I think we're okay because um – uh, it depends on what kind of competition you play, but it's always to get outside and be able to play. Uh, a lot of teams in our area, you know, even even though they only play the quarter, they still got a chance to go out there and you know hit heads with a different team. So I think we're a little bit behind, and I'm, I'm not sure how what type of weather everybody else been having, but I know we've been having lightning every every evening since I've been here. Um, every year since school started, we've also been having it real hot. The wet bowl's been too hot to come out, you know, right after school. So. Uh, regardless of what happens, you know, you can't make any excuses. You still got to get out there and be able to play football um, Friday night, tomorrow night. with the chance to get out there and play against another team. So I think our kids are excited. Well, let's get into talk about about the, the team this year um, and, and really and some of the key components. We, we've got some guys coming back. Uh, that that you know are extremely important, especially in high school football. Starting foremost with the guy that, that touches the ball every single play, and that's Jace Brzezowski. You know our quarterback threw for about almost 1,700 yards last year, 19 touchdowns, six six uh, interceptions. Three year starter for us, or will be. You know obviously this year will be his third year, senior year. Um, then you got Kyrie Jones on offense as well, running back coming back. Um, I would say three year, but you know he had an injury a couple years ago. Almost ran for a thousand yards last year though still coming off of an injury that 13 touchdowns uh what do you expect for those two guys coming back you know those are our, our most significant guys coming back uh, obviously losing iron jackson and and corbett and, uh from the offense what do you expect from those guys as seniors not only on the field but also leadership wise um they have to be our leaders you know they play more football than probably anybody on our offense um Jace is the type of quarterback that can throw for you know, 3,000 yards if we actually play that type of football. But you know, I, I believe in running the football first and foremost, and Jace does a good job of uh, making things happen in the passing game and giving us balance on offense. Um, Kyrie is a, a big power back, and like like you alluded to earlier, he got better as the year went on. You know, his first couple of games back, he was you know, running, running this hard. He was trying to protect his knees a lot more, and as he got more comfortable, he started you know, racking up 100-yard games as he went down the stretch. Uh, um, tomorrow night, we're going to try to get the ball to Kyrie a lot. You know, try to pound the game out, try to keep their offense off the field. Uh, and when we do throw it, we got to be able to make big plays in the passing game. So 
most of our offense will go through um, JD, not JD. I'm sorry, JD's still in my mind. <laughs> through um, Kyrie and also um, Jay Brzezowski. Yeah. So when you when you look at the rest of the offense, well, you know, up front, other than McLeod, uh, you know, a lot of some some young youth and young guys on the offensive line, but big. I'll be honest with you, this is probably one of the biggest teams left to right. Um, I think. Uh, it's McKinney, maybe the the or maybe Carlos the, the smallest at two fifty two sixty, and uh, you know everybody else about a little over, right there three hundred or over three hundred, even some backup guys that are that big as well. This is one of the biggest lines I think I've seen at Manti. I'd say almost going back to to thirteen and fourteen. Um, so so although maybe some inexperience in playing other than McLeod, we still got the size and you really can't coach that. They got big guys, and that's a big difference in high school football. You know, it's um, automatically big guys gonna move smaller guys. You know, in high school football, we big all over the uh, offensive line. Even some of our backups are pretty big. And I think the thing that Coach Lang brings that you know we didn't have in years past. They, they they play hard. They play like their size most of the time. Now we're gonna make mistakes up front because those guys are young and inexperienced. But as long as they playing hard, I can deal with the mistakes. Uh, and hopefully we get better and start to peak as we go through the season and get better and better. You know, right before we get into the playoffs. Looking at wide receiver, of course, it's going to be hard to replace production of, of what Jaden did and, and what Corbett, you know, Jay, he, he was he was phenomenal for us. And when Iron would come over for the defensive side as well. But with Jaleel Duncan coming back, you know, into the fold, uh, he was here your first year, I believe. Yeah. And then Lake Ranch is back. Um, you know, he provides a, a great spark for us. We'll get we won't see Keenan uh, tomorrow uh, because of, of uh, a, a little knee. Uh, they'll, they'll be back, but but we saw in spring, you know, Jace's connection with him, and and he's a real big body and, and a good athlete, a hard to cover. Uh, talk a little about the skill guys. We're young in some areas. Uh, with with uh, Lil Bean, I say Lil Bean because it's Bond's uh, son. Uh, you know, Judge. Uh, you got uh, Roy Burchette as well. So we've got some young talent there um, that can be explosive. Yeah, well, um, I think offensively we got more guys that can make plays this year than we've had last couple of years. Um, we got uh, along with Jaleel. Jaleel probably is the leading return receiver in our area, you know, considering the type of production he had at Lakewood Ranch last year. He also was a starter for us as a sophomore, so that goes to show you yep. what kind of talent he has. Uh, he caught four or five touchdowns as a sophomore for yep. us. So Jaleel has gotten faster since he was here. He's quicker. Um, he understands the offense because he played in the same offense a couple of years ago. Uh, we have Elijah Stewart, who's a senior. And he's more of a, a program kid. He's a kid that has gotten better each year he's been here. And I'm, I'm waiting to see him play because I think once he gets confidence in, in the way he plays, he's going to take off because he's a great route runner, has good hands, and he has decent size for a high school receiver. And the rest of, of the wide receiver core will be a lot, somehow sophomores. So those guys are smaller in stature, but they're, they're quick guys that can make things happen after the catch. So um, as you talked earlier, um, Von Bean will probably start tomorrow night for us as a 10th as grader. So he's a talented kid. He was our best receiver on the on junior varsity level. So we're looking for big things to happen from him. Defensively, uh, flipping over to the other side, uh, we uh, we lose some 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 key guys. Leading tackler Nate Hyman. Uh, you lose Devon Stewart from the defensive end. Obviously, Iron Jackson. We touched on a little bit on offense, uh, but uh, him at corner. But uh, you do get Tyreek Allen back. Um, you do get uh, Cornell Thomas back. Both those guys pretty much second and third leading tacklers behind Nate Hyman. How are those guys really your leaders on defense uh, and making sure with the transition that we're, we're having with some coaches on defense, 
gotta rely on those guys as, as your leaders. And they're exactly what you what you what you call them. They are our leaders. You know, each day out there on the practice field, you know that Cornell and Tyreek is leading the defense. Uh, in the back end, the secondary, we probably our most talent that we've has not been here. Uh, we're gonna play at least six seven guys. They're very they guys that can move around and play corner and play safety. They're very versatile back there. So once we you know we, we, those guys get together and start communicating the right way in the back end, I think we're gonna be very productive on the back end. I think we'll be, even have a chance to play some man-to-man this year in the back end. That's the type of talent we'll have on the back there. Uh, we're going to do some things at linebacker because after Cornell, our, our talent level probably drops off a bit. Uh, I know we got, you know, Tez, Tez McDowell will be one. We won't see him tomorrow, yeah. right? I know he had a, a, some family issues, but we'll, we'll see him again. Um, but he, but he's a he's a young, you know, junior. Tez is uh, a sophomore. Sophomore. Okay, he, he, wow. He can run and hit. Tez will be able to start for him once he get back. And we'll do some things to get Tyreek down in the box. Because, you know, anytime you get Tyreek around the football. Oh, he's going to find he's it. He's going <laughs> to find it. He's going to make plays. And uh, up front, we're probably bigger than we've been the last couple years up front on the defensive Agreed. line. We got some big kids that can play. Tyreek Robinson probably be a Division One kid in a couple of years. Only a sophomore. Sophomore. Almost, you know, maybe probably three hundred. Three hundred. Uh, big Stan Collins. He, Stan. Uh, he's a senior, but he's inexperienced. But he's three hundred pounds or two up front. Um, got one kid, Ian Johnson Kelly. He's a ninth grader, but he'll probably be a major he Division looks good. One prospect before he leaves here. He's a a, a grown man already. Yeah, he looks good at practice for sure. And Derek Lewis, the other end. Derek played a lot for us last year. Then he blew it, messed up his shoulder during the season and came back during the playoffs. But Derek is a lot better than he were last year. So and they play hard up front. They give us a lot of injury and play hard. We don't have much depth, you know, but we've got so many alignment that I think I can roll some of my offensive linemen guys on the defensive front also. So uh, look for big things up front on the defensive line. We're very talented and deep on the back end. We just need a few more guys to step up at linebacker, and, you know, in case anything happens to Cornell. Sure. And, you know, sometimes you, you got to grab guys where you can grab them and, and throw them in. And, and, you know, football players are football players, typically the good ones, and um, can kind of play all over the field. One thing that we've always seen from, from Manatee uh, in years past is special teams. Uh, you know, you look at, at Iron Jackson last year on special teams. A lot of times can flip the field for you, put you in, in whether it be punt or even on kickoff return. Uh, big momentum shifts and changes like that. Who do you see on the on the as special teams really contributing? It looked like it was uh, Jaleel and uh, and Tyreek on kickoff return, yeah. which are both special guys. Could definitely fit the field and give some momentum there. Uh, so talk a bit about the special teams. Um, Tyreek uh, returned a lot of kicks last year. I think he ran a punt back or a kick back in Sarasota last year. Uh, Jaleel actually ran a kick uh, punt or a kick back uh, two years ago. He's a sophomore for us, so Jaleel has a lot of experience back there. Tyreek has a lot of experience back there. Uh, we also have some young guys, as we alluded to earlier, uh, Corey Sanders. Corey's uh, probably started safety, but he's the type of guy that you, when you bring him on offense, you have to give him the football. Yeah. He seemed like every practice he busts a long He played some last year as yeah. a freshman, came played in. And last year, I think yeah. he was averaging something like seven or eight yeah. yards of carry, somewhere he's, in that range. He's a talented kid, though. He's, so, he's a running back, but he's so talented, I have to find places to play him on offense, No, I mean, on defense. He's the type of guy you want on the field most of the time. Uh, you want him to give him the football, and if he's on defense, he'll find a way to find the football. He's just a talented football player to me. I know in spring, uh, uh, we struggled a little bit on the kicking game. I think we found, found the kickers, those young kids who were there kicking have now grown, become bigger and stronger during the season. So I think kicking is going to be but going to be perfectly fine. So everybody out there that was kind of, oh, my gosh, what's going on in the spring game? Uh, you know, I think we're going to be fine uh, and, and, and be good there. I know uh, uh, Brendan uh, uh, Bruce uh, from the soccer teams come out, helped us out in the kicking game. It's always nice to get a punter out there or, you know, you know goalie in, in soccer. 
uh, and get them out there kicking. So I think we'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be a lot. You know, we'll be a lot better in the kicking game. We, we was atrocious in spring jamboree. Yeah. Uh, the first thing we had too many young kids running down covering kickoffs that never played in a football game. Um, now we have way more depth. Um, on both sides of the football, so we get to play good guys on special teams. Uh, if the things work out like the way I think it should work out, we should have a great cover team. You know, we got uh, a lot of guys that can run down and, and tackle in space. Um, Brandon Bruce has been doing a good, great job of kicking since he's came over from the soccer team. He's a soccer goalie, so he's pretty athletic. Um, Jason Brzezowski can also punt. Uh, we looked at him as a punter the last couple of years, but we never had to use him. But we always knew he can punt in the back of our minds, so we we'll, may have to use him as a punter if, if we need to. Um, he's a left-footed punter, so it's always tough for returning guys to catch catch footballs off left-footed punters. So we should be better than on special teams. I know for a fact we'll be better than we were in springtime. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, out there, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this quick break and announcement from our sponsors as we'll have more from In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Jacquez Green. Champions aren't made by sneaker companies, social media, or television networks. Champions are forged by Florida's merciless summer sun. One more sprint ran in the sand, one more set of bench presses, and one more hour of rep after rep after rep until perfection is reached character is made rock solid. The Hurricane Champions Foundation will provide the resources needed to cover the cost of special projects and gear needed to ensure that our Hurricane athletes participating in all sports have the resources and opportunities they need to match the size of their hearts and the depth of their dedication. The Hurricane Champions Foundation, supporting Manatee High School Athletics, where champions are made. Support the Manatee Champions Foundation. For just $10 a month, you can help our local athletes realize their championship dreams. Find out more and set up your donation at hurricanechampionsfoundation.org. That's hurricanechampionsfoundation.org. Coastline contractors serving Anna Maria, Longboat, Bradenton, and Sarasota are the official construction sponsors of Manatee Hurricane Football. Owner Jack Schneider and his wife Courtney are both MHS grads and proudly call Bradenton their home. Jack's team can handle your building project, whether it's new construction, remodeling, or commercial construction. They specialize in custom builds, attention to detail, and high-end finishes, making the building process personal. Find out more on their website, CoastlineContractorsLLC.com. That's CoastlineContractorsLLC.com. Welcome back, everyone, to In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Jacquez Green. I'm Chad Choate, your host. Uh, we talked a little bit in the first segment about uh, the Hurricanes and what to expect in this upcoming season and this game against Gulliver Prep from down in Miami. Let's talk a little bit about them, Coach, um, before we end here. And, and the first thing that, that pops to me, uh, extremely talented. Uh, they got they got dudes everywhere, um, especially on the offensive side of the ball, um, and and they like to spread it out. They like to throw. They like to run a little bit. Um, they've got some some obviously uh, Division One type talent. Um, a lot of second generation talent with some of the dads and and and, and those guys. Talk a little bit about overall. Well, let me give you some stats about Gover Prep for everybody out there. Number one, uh, they are fifth in, in in Florida right now. Obviously preseason, so everybody's zero zero, so nobody knows how anybody's going to be. But they are ranked fifth overall in Florida. Number one in 4A, where they will reside down there uh, in uh, in Miami. Last year, 2020, obviously kind of a weird year. Only got six games in. They were five and one, um, but 
uh, scored a lot of points. 41 points a game is what they averaged. Now, granted, they really didn't play too many good opponents until the last game where they lost to Cardinal Gibbons. But uh, nonetheless, scored a lot of points. Have guys returning, the quarterbacks returning, some wide receivers. Uh, talk a little bit about, let's, let's go with their offense first. Um, they got guys everywhere. Uh, quarterbacks going to Tulane. Uh, wide receiver, four-star. I think he's West Virginia. Talk about the offense. Um, they have as, as good a skill that we'll probably see all season. Uh, the number one guy that the offense goes through is number five, Jalen Brown. Uh, he'll probably be number one receiver in the country for next year. He's only a junior. Uh, he's been offered by all the SEC teams, uh, Bama's, the Georgia's, the uh, University of Florida's. Uh, type of tight end who's really the new hybrid tight ends that's very athletic. The Carlo Donaldson, I think his name. Yep. He's committed to Tulane. The quarterback's committed to Tulane. Uh, they have a big kid that plays wide receiver and linebacker, which is a weird combination. So it goes to what type of talent he is. And uh, I think his name is Troy Layton. He's going to West Virginia. So they're loaded. The, t- the tailback has many offers. Uh, they have a, a good size for a smaller school. They got good size up front. They're very talented. Got guys that can score in one play. They, uh, they kind of thrive off the big play on offense. They're not gonna, they don't really put together many drives. They, they hit you a lot of big plays. So if we can keep the ball in front of us and, and tackling the open field, I think we'll be okay. You talk about big plays, and, and as, a, as a defensive-minded coach, it was always if we can eliminate those big plays, anything under 20 yards, and make someone drive you know, 60, 70, 80 yards, for a touchdown, uh, you're in good shape. Spring game and, and watching some of the film, I agree with you. A lot of stuff with some some long throws, uh, some big plays from from the quarterback. Quarterback's not huge in stature, uh, but he's pretty accurate uh, and likes to throw the ball. The the, the running back uh, Cedric Irvin, he's a he's a four star kid um, and and looks good uh, running the ball. I think that offensively skilled kid is probably their best. Uh, the wide receiver, the running back spot is probably the best, um, I agree with you, maybe the best we face this year. What do you do defensively? You know, what, what, what do we do defensively other than, you know, stopping stop the big plays? How do, you, how do you stop an offense that wants to throw the ball like that um, and, and, and make the big plays? What do we do to prevent those? I think we'll have to get some pressure on the quarterback. You know, he's a, he's a shorter kid in the pocket, so uh, he's not going to try to run much. Uh, hopefully we can get some pressure and get our hands up and get some batted balls and try to distract him. And not only when we get pressure, you know, try to get a sack, but just knock him off his point, make him have to reset his feet to make throws or what have you. Uh, try to make five, catch the ball underneath and, and, and run with the football and just keep tackling him over and over. Uh, not let him get going and, and run deep routes and take away the deep ball and make him uh, have to methodically move the ball down the field. I think you said something that's very uh, telling. You know, a lot of people don't maybe don't see this when you're watching the game, but even if you don't get sacks on the quarterback, uh, the quarterback knows they got that that clock in their head. Quarterback knows, oh man, last last time he was almost here, is he going to get here this time? And that can kind of that can mess up the 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 timing of routes and the timing of things. Maybe he throws a little quick, uh, quicker than he should. Um, and now it's behind the guy and it's tipped up and, and interception. So I agree with you 100%. Maybe if you don't get pressure, as long as you're there in his face, um, and, and we may see some good things. I think it, it pressure on the quarterback uh, is is something that, that is a way to stop uh, throwing the ball. Offensively, excuse me, defensively for Gulliver Prep. Um, looks like same same kind of scheme. He's nothing crazy, nothing, you know, I think maybe 4-2-5, maybe three-man front yeah. at times. Um, so nothing, you know, you've never seen. I, I don't know if there's anything out there anymore that you're like, oh, man, I've never seen this. Doesn't seem They don't seem to bring in a whole lot of pressure. Um, seem to just let their guys play and, and do their thing. 
Yeah, that, that's a sign of a good defense to me when you can stay in base and, and make things happen defensively. Uh, they don't bring a ton of pressure, but they're they're extremely long in the secondary. I think each of those guys, at least six two in the secondary, long arm guys that are very disruptive to your receivers. So our receivers gonna have to do a good job of getting off press coverage. Um, and make plays happen in the passing game. Um, they also do a good job of mixing up coverages. They play some cover three, they play some cover four, and they'll play some, some man coverage. So do a good job of mixing up coverage. And they have good size on defense. They got big linebackers, uh, a couple of linebackers short, but they pretty big up front, especially on the edges. Um, number 54 goes both ways. He's probably one of their better players on their team. Um, not sure his name is, but he plays tackle and he plays D-tackle um, and he plays offensive tackle. But he's probably one of the better guys that we'll see on film all year long. He, he's a very good player. I think when you've got teams that are, that are sound on, on defense, it's really about what you do. You know, it's about making sure what, what you do uh, is, is is perfect and, and the repetition. I think that, you know, we'll see uh, who likes to tackle uh, Kyrie Jones. That's that's going to be, I think, the key all season. He's a big boy, um, and when he gets ahead of steam, who wants to get in front of him and tackle? I think that, that pounding the rock with him opens up everything else. And that'll be the key, you know. I think we can uh, think that we've done last couple of years that even when we played Venice last year, we, we tend to control the clock, wear our teams down, and you get tired of seeing Kyrie running at you uh, full speed in the fourth <laughs> quarter after you have to deal with our big old offensive linemen, uh, play after play after play. So we try to keep pounding Kyrie in there and, and give him a break every now and again with the, with the quicker backs. Uh, with the quicker backs, uh, Corey Sanders and Jaden Judge. So we try to mix those guys in, control the football up front, and make them have to put more guys in the box to stop the run game, which should free our, our receivers up on the outside. Haven't watched – I have not seen too much of, of Gulliver Prep's uh, special teams. Anything anything kind of strikes at you good, bad, and different with their special teams? they got a number one kicker in the country. Okay. Signed with Virginia. So, okay. So they, they, they're good. Okay, so they're good. <laughs> they're good everywhere. <laughs> well. He, he, signed, he signed with the Virginia Cavaliers, committed to the Virginia Cavaliers. Okay. okay. Uh, he's supposed to be the number one kicker in the country. He's not a big guy. I mean, he just has, has a good leg, yeah. a quick leg. So they're pretty strong. Um, you know, uh, the thing we have uh, advantages, they don't have much depth. So if those guys having to go back and forth, offense and defense, and sure. having to play on all the special teams, uh, maybe we can get one of those hot, humid nights here tomorrow night and wear them down there you and go. have them tired. Long bus ride for them. <laughs> so, you know, we've traveled down there many times from here, so it's a good long ride. Um, so, you know, hopefully they, they have safe travels coming up. And I know we're all extremely excited to get the season going. It's here. Uh, summer went by pretty darn quick. Um, I'm, not, I'm sure you you, you know. Um, and, and we're really excited to get the season going. And really, I know you, you, you've been here for several years. You were an intern, you're an interim coach, a couple for the games last year. This is, you know, your actual uh, first first go as, as the true head coach. We're excited. Uh, we're really excited tomorrow. And, and, and I know the, the stadium is going to be. Uh, as full as it can be as we're doing some construction here uh, to Joe Canan via the hockey stadium, but we're excited. That's going to end our podcast to, tonight. Uh, everybody, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow uh, at the game. 7.30 kickoff. Gates will open up about 6, 6.30 against Gulliver Prep from Miami. I believe they're the Trojans. I believe so. I'm not even sure. I think that the Trojans are Raiders. Gulliver Prep has been a, a, a pretty good program down south for a long time. Yeah. A lot of guys know it from the school that Sean Taylor went to, you know, the late Sean Taylor. So they have great athletes, uh, always a solid program. So it will be a good matchup tomorrow night. Awesome. Well, Coach, good luck to you. Everybody out there, thanks for listening. Tune in next week as we review the game uh, from Gulliver Prep, and we look forward to the game of Lincoln Dreadnoughts in Game 2. As always, we'll sign off here. Go Canes, go.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.